0: but not satisfied.
1: appa is not satisfied with this he he's been carrying around someone who's sexist this whole time <laughs> terrible
0: hello and welcome back to avatar the podcast We are your hosts, Acorn Bandit and Booster Greg. Hello, I'm back. And this week, we'll be talking about Book 1, Chapter 4, The Warriors of Kyoshi, or as we like to call it... Fight like a girl. That is right.
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) We are so excited to jump into today's episode, but as a reminder, we do have an email address and would love to hear from you. If you have any MVP nominees or morals of the episode, we'd love to hear from you. At avatar the podcast at gmail.com.
1: That's right. If you found any avatar news that we didn't and want to share it with us, that email address is the perfect place to send over those articles and updates. So please do so.
0: All right. Jumping right in the Warriors of Kyoshi. Our episode opens on Zuko meditating in his ship's quarters. Four candles are lit before him on a bench, and the flames grow larger and smaller with each breath he takes. When his uncle enters the room with news that he says Zuko may not like, Zuko responds with wisdom his uncle taught him. Keeping a level head is a sign of a great leader. Whatever you have to say, I'm sure I can take it. Iroh then tells him that they have no idea where the avatar is. Comically, Zuko loses his temper and the candle flames roar to the ceiling.
1: So, like, at least he's learning his lesson. Like, like he's like, this is what I should be feeling. And then like doesn't, but like he's aware that, you know, he should be, he shouldn't lose his temper.
0: Yeah. He's internalizing the message, even if he can't live it yet, which Mm -hmm. um, I have actually heard psychologists and therapists say that is a real thing. Hmm. (laughs) Someone can give advice to another person and not take it themselves. Yeah.
1: Do as I do, not as I, no, do as I say, not as I do. I always mess that up. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Iroh reports that there have been multiple sightings of the Avatar, but that it has been impossible to track him down. The camera zooms in to a map where dotted lines trace a chaotic and random path. Zuko muses that the Avatar must be a master in evasive maneuvering. The scene switches to a different map, this one held by Sokka. Sokka asks Aang if he has any idea where he's going. When Aang replies that the place he's looking for is near water, it's obvious there is nothing intentional about this maneuvering at all. Spoiler, he is not a master.
1: I love it so much. Clearly, this master of movement and deception.
0: Nope. (laughs) He just can't find the place he's looking for.
1: (laughs) I also like to think like headcanon wise, he's making pit stops along the way. Where he's like, because remember the first episode, he goes, I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to do this. I want to do that. So I'm thinking like he's flying over and he's he's lost. But he's also like, oh, sea turtles. Let's go see them.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: (laughs) That's exactly what he's doing. Yeah.
0: Aang attempts to impress Katara with an airbending trick, but Katara is absorbed in the pants she's mending for Sokka. Sokka makes a comment about how girls are better at domestic things like sewing, while guys are better at hunting and fighting. And Katara throws his half mended pants at her brother's face. He immediately pleads with her to finish because he doesn't know how to sew.
1: I'm I'm just gonna I'm gonna gonna address the uh Momo in the room. what the Momo. Okay. The, the opera in the room. This is not Sokka's finest episode in terms of like I don't know, being open minded or literally being not a giant jackass, to be yeah, honest. Not
0: being a sexist. Yeah. Yeah, the show's really building him up for a great fall and a yeah. great lesson learned. Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah, I feel like we're both kind of know what the lesson is to take out of this episode. It's very heavy handed. Um, but yeah, yes. as soon as this episode, like, I, like like a lot of these episodes, because it's been so long since I've watched it, I've forgotten. So when he was just like, women should be sewing and men should be hunting and she's just a girl. I'm like, ah, oh, pal. Not no, yeah. come on. But still, yeah, we know it's for a uh, uh, character evolution. But still, it's very like cringy. I could only like stomach this episode two watches through, as opposed to my usual four. So I was yeah. just, I just couldn't do it.
0: I know there is something to be said about presenting it that way, where there's like an immediate consequence to yeah. him casting judgment like that, oh, because yeah. Katara's like, "Okay, your pants are done," and throws it at him, and he's like, "But." Oh, no, wait, <laughs>
1: I do need your help. Well, I think you do have value w- whenever he is like whenever he's being sexist. So we've only seen him do it a couple times. Uh, and this, I believe, will be the end of it. Um, there is, you're right, an immediate consequence. There's an immediate action to that. So like, I think in the first episode, he got wet and then was insulted. Like in this one, he doesn't have pants or <laughs> unripped pants. So, yeah, yeah. It is good.
0: Katara must have taken pity on him and fixed his pants because we don't see any holes for the rest of the episode, so.
1: Or he tried to sew it himself.
0: (laughs) And his top is just covering the really bad (laughs) sewage.
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) So the group lands on an island shaped like a crescent moon. Katara insists they should keep flying for a while before making camp, but Aang says they should take a break because Appa is tired. However, it's obvious that he picked this island for a reason and runs excitedly to the shore where, in the distance, a giant koi fish launches itself out of the water. Aang announces that he's going to ride it. Katara and Sokka watch as Aang swims to the elephant koi and surfs on its back. When Aang looks to the shore to see if Katara is impressed with him, as young boys do,
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. he
0: sees her running off into the trees to keep Opper from eating something, and his face falls in disappointment.
1: But, like... I think the thing is too. There is he thinks that she's just disinterested, and really she's like, you know, Appa's eating something he shouldn't be eating or whatever. So yeah,
0: he thinks she's disinterested. But I love how Guitar look turns around and is like, Appa, no, don't eat that. <laughs> I think it's the first time we've actually ever heard like Appa getting into something that he shouldn't.
1: Yeah, he is. He's very much like a dog in that regard, which I which I obviously appreciate. Yeah. So I feel like I say that about 10 times a day. Rusty, no, don't eat that. And then it's gone.
0: <laughs> Just then a shadow creeps up in the water. It pulls the koi out from under Aang and he goes flying, landing right in front of a giant spiked fin. He hastily swims to shore and the group watches as the menacing fin slips under the water. Before they can leave the island, mysterious figures ambush them from the trees. Aang, Katara and Sokka are blindfolded, restrained and taken to the island's village. There, they are interrogated by what appears to be the mayor, or the leader, as well as the leader of the mysterious figures, a girl named Suki. Sokka further demonstrates his sexist beliefs when he doesn't believe that the group of women with painted faces, headdresses, and armored kimonos standing in front of him could be responsible for capturing them, because they are girls. Saka, my man.
1: Not a good look for you, pal like, he's like, no, really. Where are the men that got us? And then Katara's just like, I'm so sorry. I'm so, so sorry for my brother.
0: Aang takes responsibility for being there. When he hears they've landed on Kyoshi Island, he perks up and says he knows Avatar Kyoshi. However, since Avatar Kyoshi was born on the island 400 years ago, no one believes him. They also don't believe him when he tells them he's the Avatar.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: I do love how Aang takes responsibility here, just like he did in the South Pole. Yeah, It's really consistent characterization, um, but also just an example of what a good person he is.
1: We're at that point now where it's very easy to overlook when he's doing things like that. In the first couple episodes, like, oh, he's doing this, he's doing that, like, he's such a good guy. And now that we're used to it, it's kind of becoming like, it's kind of like plateaued in terms of like an awareness level. But yeah, it is important to always bring up like he's taking the high road. He's he takes the responsibility for his actions.
0: And this is also where we learned that the creature that just attacked them in the waters is called an unagi, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: uh, a water serpent. Mm -hmm. And I mean, Suki's threatening to throw them back in the water to feed the unagi. And Aang's like, yeah, my bad. (laughs) We're here because of me. I wanted to ride the koi.
1: Oh, man. I I love like. Just like how, how the koi, like the design of the koi, too. I found that very interesting. And they were a lot larger than I thought they were going to be. Like, I thought it was going to be like, like a skateboard situation, not like a, I don't know, watermobile kind of situation.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess he's like, what is that? It's like not hang gliding. It's, that's it's like air. Par-
1: parasailing, like, kind of. That's what it, it. Yeah. That's yeah. And essentially
0: parasails on yeah. the backs of these koi. They're that big. Yeah.
1: They're huge. They're like giant. And like the backs of them kind of look like Magikarp to me, which is really cool. Yeah, Yeah.
0: they do like that. Oh, I love that. Magikarp. (laughs) After a quick airbending demonstration, the Islanders are convinced. Word travels quickly and eventually makes its way to Zuko and Uncle Iroh, literally as a telephone game. Oh, yeah. Someone's friend tells the guy who sells them fish. The guy who sells them fish goes and tells Uncle (laughs) Iroh.
1: I was like, so I was thinking about this after the fact, like in a game of telephone, it would be very easy to figure out who the traitor is that like told the Fire Nation. Yeah. Yeah. Because you literally just say, who did you tell? Who did you tell? Who did you tell? And you follow it. And if like one person is like, I didn't tell anyone, then they're the person. Because it's either they tell you they lie to you in either way or they tell you the truth and be like, yeah, it was me.
0: Also, in games of telephone, the facts get distorted and you end up hearing something that was not said in the first place. I wish that had happened. (laughs) That would be
1: so funny.
0: (laughs) Like they go to, um, I don't know, like Lemur Island or something. (laughs) And then you just see Zuko roll up with his um, rhinos and his fire soldiers. And it's like, all right, where's the avatar? Just (laughs) just like a bunch of momos.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That'd be amazing.
0: Incredible. Uh, Zuko orders they go to Kyoshi Island, promising that the avatar won't escape him this time. Keep saying that, Zuko. One day it'll come true. I'll get
1: you next time, Gadget. (laughs) It's that classic. Back
0: on the island, the great statue of Avatar Kyoshi is cleaned and repainted, while Appa and the gang are spoiled with food and other luxuries. Aang lavishes in the attention, Katara keeps a level head, and Sokka sulks about being beaten by girls. This
1: is also one of those episodes where we get Aang being uncharacteristic. Yes. Which... They played off very nicely, but when you're really thinking about it, you're just like, I mean, it can go like a soccer. I would 100% believe just want to be chased around by by island girls all day. Um, Ang, it still doesn't quite sit right with me. And I think for the story, it kind of works. And, and this to me, not to like diminish this episode, but it did feel very fillery for me with like yeah, certain like, e- like important elements being placed for sure, but like, Honestly, it was just kind of like, yeah, Sokka's going to get some character growth. Um, Ang's going to roll back a couple episodes, I guess. And this is how it's going to go. But like, it was kind of fun. It was very funny. It was very entertaining. It was, um, how Ang kind of like, I don't know, revels in the attention, I guess, for lack of a better, not revels. How he like, how Ang like, basks, basks. Thank you, basks in the attention. Um, is very. It reminded me of like Beatles Mania. A lot of it, except Beatles for instead Mania. of having what's that? Beetle Beatles Mania. You don't remember Beatles well, I mean, I never lived through Beatles Mania, but like, remember when the Beatles were big and it was just gr- it's oh, literally like what happened the with Beatles. like the Beatles. It's like whatever what happened with like NSYNC or Backstreet Boys or like literally any boy band or like popular, specifically male artists where it's just like teen girls going crazy and chasing them everywhere. That's what it reminded me of. The whole episode.
0: To be fair, this was written in that time when Backstreet Boys and In Sync and yep. all those boy bands were really big. Yeah, yep. I, I felt like it was a a bit of a filler episode. It gave us some uh, advancement and some character establishment, but yep. I almost felt like it was the writers getting teenage boyness out of the way.
1: Yeah, like. I agree.
0: Almost like to keep the fans from saying, well, Aang's a teenage boy. Why didn't he ever do these things? It's like, okay, okay. He's the avatar. He's all powerful. He just popped out of an iceberg. People are going to love mm-hmm. him. How would he respond to that being like a human boy, not this all powerful yeah. spiritual leader? And it's like, I feel like this episode is an exploration of that. And then the whole two birds, one stone concept where Sokka's is also schooled on being <laughs> sexist.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I think it's both of them getting to be teenagers and learning yeah. what that means and what comes after that.
0: Yeah, well put. Exactly. Yeah. And Katara in the middle of it, she's just playing all the roles. She's like mom taking care of the boys, mending pants. um the best friend, giving advice and saying, Aang, don't let this avatar stuff go to your head as she's like being responsible and planning for their trip and stuff. Katara is just like, Katara really is the glue that holds them all together. I don't know what Aang and, and Sokka would do if she wasn't there.
1: Oh yeah. They, they would just be dead or on different continents.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's what would happen. They'd be like, 100%. Momo, help us.
1: <laughs> and then Momo just steals someone's beach.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So Sokka eventually makes his way over to where the Kyoshi Warriors are training. And after boasting about his skills and about being the best warrior back home, he's invited to show the leader of the Kyoshi Warriors, Suki, some of his moves. Uh, However, she's she- not
1: wrong. Yeah, he, he was he the was. best warrior left of his left of his very small tribe of 20 people after Father left.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Out of the 20 people in his village composed mostly of women and children. He was the best warrior. He was great.
1: (laughs) That was my first thought. I was like, he's not lying. Yeah. But he's also not being entirely truthful.
0: It also doesn't mean much.
1: Yes. Yes. That's true.
0: It's no surprise. Suki bests him easily and bruises his ego in the process.
1: She literally ties his hand to his ankle,
0: causing and him it, to fall just, on his face, yes,
1: yeah, he just you just can't stop Sokka from falling on his face. I know
0: I do love it it's kind of satisfying, but also like it makes you feel for Sokka to watch him fall on his face, and like his eyes get big and like shiny in an anime way, yep. and then his like yep. cheeks flush, and it's like, oh, <laughs> okay, I feel bad, yeah. In the village, Aang checks in with Katara, who is in the market shopping for trip supplies. When he invites her to come for a ride on Appa with him and the girls, Katara declines, saying she doesn't want to watch him show off. She reminds him that he promised he wouldn't let his Avatar fame go to his head, and he accuses her of being jealous, at which Katara storms off.
1: Not a good look, Aang. No one has a good look on them from Team Avatar.
0: Yeah, I In mean, this even Katara, she's like being responsible and stuff, but she's not being empathetic and not being right. like emotionally available. So, all of them are kind of struggling this episode.
1: Which I think is a good reminder that they are just kids still.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. After getting showed up by Suki, Sokka spends some more time thinking outside. He returns to the training room, gets on his knees, and tells Suki he would be honored if she taught him. He apologizes for insulting her, saying it was wrong. Suki agrees to make an exception to train an outsider only if he agrees to follow all of their traditions. Quick note here about how important it is to deliver this kind of lesson when you're setting yeah. someone up for having these certain characteristics and then showing the consequences, but then also showing like how to address it. It's suck it up, have some humility, recognize yeah. that someone else has something that you want and then ask for help.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It, it it does, yeah, paint him in like a, a a better light than the first half of the episode.
0: Yeah, definitely. When, when he did
1: this, I was like, "Thank God, he's <laughs> finally, he's finally being at least a decent person at this point." And also, like, I think Suki too, like, it shows a lot of um, maturity and character on her part to be like,
0: okay. Yeah, even though it's not directly addressed, Suki seems to see something in him and wants to like cultivate that or foster it and not shut it down. So, I mean, the Kyoshi Warriors are an all-girl club, essentially. Mm -hmm. And she says, we don't train outsiders and we don't train males or men. Um, But I'm willing to make an exception if you go along with this. In all of our traditions, because I think she sees like this is an opportunity for Sokka to grow. So she's like throwing him a bone and being like, OK, let's see what happens. Oh, yeah. But you got to play by my rules.
1: Oh, yeah. Also, I ship the hell out of Suki and Sokka.
0: Oh, my God. Me, too. <laughs> like so much.
1: It's so good. They're so perfect for each other.
0: I'm the kind of person who complains about uh, star-crossed lovers and like in young adult fiction where it's like they're meant to be and it's like electricity and they're yeah. like in love even though there's nothing that happened between them. But I feel like even in a 20-minute episode, we were able to establish this connection with Suki and Saka. So by yeah. the end, it's like, okay, I can see how they got here. That's fine. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, like it's they're both exhibit what they believe to be honor so like suki exhibits honor Sokka exhibits what he believes to be honor based on like half learned lessons from his father before he went off to war i would assume or even his mother um and together like they definitely have that kind of bond but they also like i think Sokka's approachability helps him a lot in this regard where he's a goofball, he knows he's a goofball, he tries to not be a goofball, but at the end of the day, that's all he really is at this point. <laughs> yeah. And she finds that, I think, very like interesting. Cause you have to, I would imagine that a lot of her day is just very strict regimented training.
0: Yeah, no, that's a good point. Yeah. And he's like, he gives her an excuse to be like fun and lighthearted yeah in uh the midst of all of her responsibility
1: yeah because we don't see her out of uniform at all in this episode yeah yeah exactly so that leads me to believe that they live in that pretty much
0: yeah i mean they're essentially the island protector so she's kind of on duty the whole episode yeah um i was going to build off of what you said about um how Sokka, a lot of what he learned about honor and what it means to be a man came from his dad, but Sokka's still really young and his dad left two years ago to go to the Earth Nation or the Earth Kingdom. So it actually shows a lot of character for Sokka to admit that he was wrong and ask Mm -hmm. for help and not just be like, I'm right, I know what I'm talking about, my dad told me all these things i know what it means to be a man and you're just a girl well
1: i think a lot of that came too with his defeat at zuko i think he honestly thought in episode two that he was going to beat zuko like he squared up he's like i'm gonna win this i think he legitimately thought that was a possibility and the fact that it's not bruised his ego but i think also brought a world of um uh, not a world of but like a different train of thought to how he approaches the world
0: Yeah that's a great point because he went into the fight with Zuko being like I'm gonna do it and then Zuko disarms him with like his foot in like one move and then he gets to Suki a girl who according to him doesn't have as much like physical prowess and fighting skills and yet she does the same thing Zuko did. She ties his hand to his foot and he falls over and he's humiliated so I love how he's like okay maybe it's Not them. Maybe it's me. Maybe it's me. Yep. (laughs) Let's fix this. (laughs) So Sokka ultimately agrees, um, but complains that he feels girly once dressed in their traditional garb. Suki says the silk thread of their uniform symbolizes the brave blood that flows through their veins, and the gold insignia represents the honor of a warrior's heart. He should be honored to wear a warrior's uniform. Sokka's confidence is bolstered by this description, but is quickly deflated when a passing Aang compliments him on his quote unquote dress. I love this. Hey,
1: hey, Sokka, nice dress. And just walks away. Literally, all this confidence that was built gets shattered in one line. Yeah. Which also is is Sokka.
0: Yeah. Actually, yes. He's very, um, He's, he's very much a work in progress and he changes moment to moment. But I love yeah. how Aang probably meant nothing bad by it whatsoever. He's just like, oh, yeah, yeah. Sokka, you look different. Hey, I like that. And yeah. Sokka is in the middle of this like gender crisis and he's like, oh, no.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like he viewed it as a nice dress nerd. Yeah. And Aang was like, oh, that looks really good on you.
0: Yeah. Sweet Aang. <laughs> Yeah. But I, I also love how that doesn't deter him. He doesn't like make oh, him yeah, go, yeah. OK, never mind. Screw this. I'm done. Yeah. No, he, he sticks with it. And he spends the rest of the day training with Suki, determined to get better, even though Suki tells him, like, pace yourself. Even I can't mm-hmm. do this all in a day. He learns an important lesson on the difference between strength and using a an opponent's force against them, and finally disarms Suki, which totally shocks her. She's a little flustered, mm-hmm. calls it a mm-hmm. lucky shot, but Sokka is so happy and is beaming about his accomplishment. Yeah,
1: he like I also think that goes to show Sokka's natural ability to like be a fighter. Yeah. He learned what he could from his father, but his father has been gone for a couple of years um, and he hasn't really had any sort of training or role model or regimented anything in his life. Um, His grandmother is kind of in there, but like she's not training him to fight. So I think maybe that's also what Suki saw in him when we were talking earlier about like, you know, why she let him in. She probably saw like a natural ability maybe and was like, all right, we can we can roll with this. Um, And that just shows it. And I think that also will come into play a lot later with Sokka.
0: Yeah, I love that. I I think you're right. I think for all of his late starts and maybe character quirks and all of these things, like really deep down, he's a good guy. He's talented. He is a true warrior and leader. And so Mm -hmm. I think being a Kyoshi warrior, you have to really read a room or read a situation very quickly and then act on it. So I totally accept that headcanon of Suki immediately sees his potential and goes, okay, I can work with this. Let's see what happens. Yeah. Meanwhile, back in the village, still trying to get Katara's attention, Aang tells her he's going to go ride the Unagi. He plays up the danger, expecting her to be concerned and try to stop him. But Katara just tells him, go have fun. I think she's a little (laughs) fed up with him at this point. Yeah, she is. So he leaves, disappointed and frustrated that she's not interested in what he's doing. From there, Aang goes to the beach with his fan club, who quickly grow bored when the Unagi is nowhere to be found. They aren't as infatuated with him anymore and eventually leave. It's funny, too, because he's like, don't worry, guys, Yunagi's going to show up any minute. Here, <laughs> have I showed you this? And he does the marble airbending trick. And they're like, yes, we've seen it.
1: Oh, man. It's, it's, it's so classic, Aang, too. It's just They're just like, it's like, hey, look at this! And they're like, yeah, forget it. It's fine.
0: So they leave, and Katara arrives on the beach and apologizes for acting like she didn't care. Aang apologizes for letting all the attention go to his head. Everyone's made up. It's all good.
1: Aang mm-hmm. starts swimming
0: back to the shore, but oh no, the Unagi attacks. Where were you
1: five minutes ago?
0: <laughs> Where were you when he was trying to entertain his fan club?
1: I know. Damn Unagi.
0: It's really interesting because the way Aang interacts with the Unagi, it's not very elegant. He doesn't do any cool bending or um really oh, yeah. cool like evasions. He's just holding on for dear life. He like at one point grabs hold of its uh whisker thing
1: yeah, and gets yeah.
0: flung around. But it's I think the first time that we've seen Aang not really in control of a situation when he's in danger.
1: Well, it's also like the first time he's seen that, too, in its full form, because the last time he saw it, he didn't actually see it.
0: Yeah, he that's a good point. He saw the point. fin
1: that was chasing him. So he didn't understand how large the Unagi was, I think. is that, At least that's how I like explained it to myself in my headcanon, right? Where um, now he's like, oh, crap, it is a giant water dragon that is like trying to eat me. And I think for the situation he was in, he did the best he could in terms of I mean, he didn't get eaten. Yeah. Like, he realized, if I stay on this thing's whisker, on this thing's like Fu Manchu, <laughs> I can, like, maybe survive this.
0: Yeah. And he does.
1: Yeah, he does. It's terrifying, that thing.
0: It's it's actually huge. I mean, if we're comparing it to the elephant koi, which are already ginormous, it's like, yeah. what, five times bigger Than an elephant koi?
1: What we saw of it is, yeah. Did we even see its tail? I don't remember.
0: No, actually we didn't. I think we
1: only see it from like the waist up, technically. And
0: then like a bit of its tail. Yeah. When it pops above water. Yeah, this thing is huge. So Mm -hmm. Aang does do a good job. He eventually gets flung off of his Fu Manchu whisker (laughs) into the water. And actually gets knocked unconscious, but I think they handled it really well because he like bobs up to the surface and his tongue lolls out. So it's not like Mm -hmm. a scary situation, but it's just like a KO kind of moment.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: At that point, Katara swims out to save him and uses her bending to propel them back to the shore and to safety. Once there, she sees Zuko's ship pulling up to the island and realizes that they got to get back to the village because stuff is about to go down.
1: Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. actually
0: takes Katara bending the water out of Aang's lungs to get him to wake up.
1: She um, shows a lot of control of water bending over this episode, which is really cool. Like she, we see the outburst of her using water bending to get to shore to safety, and we also see her with the control to take like a little bit of water out of someone's lungs and safely get it out of their body instead of just like ripping it out as ice.
0: Yeah, that's a great point. This is episode 4, and in yep. episode 1, she could barely hold a fish in a water bubble without mm-hmm. losing control and dropping it. She has come so far. Mhm. That's also a quality about Katara's character that I like is she's so focused and so determined to get better that we we see her in the episodes just like practicing water bending in all in any yep. downtime she has.
1: Yeah, that's just her character is she wants to get better. She's determined she's going to do it um, by the only way she really knows how, which is practice, which is what you should do. Whereas Sokka doesn't do that. He wants to be a better warrior, but he never practices being a warrior. He just kind of like lounges around and complains about not having food and like (laughs) rips his pants and in between scenes and does all this kind of like crazy stuff. And it's a very good dynamic between him, him and his sister to really show like the differences.
0: Yes, I agree. We cut back to the village where Zuko and the Fire Nation soldiers have arrived. When the Avatar is nowhere to be found, Zuko orders the soldiers to search the village. The Kyoshi warriors rush to the village's defense and disarm a lot of the and disarm a lot of the Fire Nation soldiers. Aang arrives and fights Zuko at one point using a pair of Kyoshi fans to blast Zuko into a building.
1: That was so cool. As soon as... He got those in his hands. I was like, oh, it's about to go down.
0: Oh, this yeah. This is
1: amazing. And he doesn't like it, though. He immediately throws them down in favor of his staff.
0: Yeah, that is interesting. He was like, whoa, for a second, and then throws them down yeah. and moves on, which I thought he, was really interesting.
1: He gives them this weird look, too, as if like he just like like a distaste or like a disgust at it. I don't know what it was. Like this weird look. It caught me both times. I was like, ah. And he's he like, this isn't mine. This isn't for me. Yeah. I don't know if it was just like if it goes again, if I wonder if the combination of airbending and those fans go against his training. That could be in terms of being able to, like, I don't know, effectively airbend or if it's just a familiar familiarity. I can never say that word. I don't know why I try to use it. Familiarity with uh, the staff.
0: Yeah, that's OK. I think we need a table that that comment yeah. for a later episode because okay. avatar kiyoshi who was born and raised on this island um she used fans to enhance her airbending abilities and her life story is explored in a book that recently came out uh, a novel actually and there's some um some pretty interesting things about why she uses the fans so I like the fact that Aang probably had this like weirded out reaction to it because it really does go against the way that he was taught airbending, which is in um, a temple with a glider or just him and his body. So, Mm. yeah, really interesting.
1: I also wonder, too, now that you're saying that if he felt so comfortable with these weapons and he's never used them before and that could have also weirded him out where he was like. I'm really good at this. I've never used this before. Maybe that's some of like Kiyoshi coming out.
0: I could see it going either direction.
1: I don't know. I that's love really, that. yeah. Wow, that's a lot for a filler episode. <laughs> <laughs> we are like, this is kind of a filler episode. Oh, let's dive into the psyche of Aang and using a different weapon.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and that's, I mean, really, that's what I love about Avatar because even in the silly episodes or the filler episodes, there's still some little yeah. gems tucked away in them.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: But yes, Aang does throw the fans on the ground and flees on his glider, saddened to see the village going up in flames. Um, I think he feels especially bad since he got so much attention and so much love from the villagers. I mean, he was their their VIP for the whole visit. They like Mm -hmm. spruced up his... they spruced up the Avatar Kyoshi statue in his honor. Mm-hmm. They gave him food. He had a fan club of teenage girls. I mean, he was living the life. And then the Fire Nation comes and burns the whole place down. So he feels bad.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They they tried to have a painting of a maid that just the guy <laughs> gave up on. The artist gave up on as women or girls kept on like going into the frame. I love that part.
0: I do love that. They did that little. um. What's that called?
1: Like a montage. Yeah.
0: I do love yeah. that they did that montage showing um, his adventures on the island and how his fan club was formed. He meets up with Katara and they agree to run away in order to keep everyone else safe, which I'm sure took a lot for him to do.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's um, it's like a classic if I run... How am I viewed? Is this really the right thing to do? Because w- when I'm watching it, I'm always watching it with like that superhero lens on, because that's just like what I like read and watch in my spare time. So it's that classic Superman versus General Zod where they're fighting in Metropolis and he goes, "I can't do this because we're gonna demolish every single building." Let's fly to like a desert, or even in Dragon Ball Z, they. Do I that. was gonna fly say it's to very Dragon Ball Z too. Yeah, yeah. Let's well, like, and again, like Goku and Ang, very similar characters. Let's like fight. Let's bring this fight elsewhere where people will not get hurt. Yeah. Um. But at the cost of he doesn't know how people are going to view him. And Aang's not very concerned about that. But that's a very big reality of if he runs away, it's at least what I thought, if he runs away, will the people of Kyoshi forgive him? Will they understand? Like, will he inadvertently make an enemy out of these people um, or will his actions will will Zuko even see him fleeing? Or continue to burn the place down. Yeah, like these are all questions that, like, I was thinking of as this, um, not argument, but as this option presented itself.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of unknowns, and I mean, yeah. on Zuko's side, he promised that he would not let the Avatar escape again, which I feel like he shouldn't say when his adversary can fly <laughs> on a it's glider, kind of not
1: in his control. Like he's saying, like I. This will not happen. I control the situation. It's like you don't though, dude. It's fine.
0: <laughs> He's an airbender who has a glider and a flying sky bison. Um mm-hmm. what do you got? A rhino and a ship.
1: You got this You got the smallest ship in your fleet in the <laughs> Fire Nation fleet. That's yep. what you have.
0: In one of the most satisfying scenes of the of the episode, Sokka and Suki say a hasty goodbye behind a building. They got off on the wrong foot spent their time on the island training and now have to say goodbye. Sokka again apologizes for treating her like a girl instead of a warrior. And she, classic line, tells him she's both a warrior and a girl and gives him a kiss goodbye on the cheek.
1: Yes. I'm so happy about that kiss on the cheek.
0: Me too. It was so sweet. I also like how it's... um. It was kind of a statement for both characters, too, where Sokka learned yeah. his lesson and accepted that he doesn't know everything and that value and lessons can come from other people in life, no matter their origin or gender and Suki acknowledges that you can be more than one thing in life which I think is such Mm -hmm. an important lesson to have in kids shows especially geared towards girls which is you can be a warrior you can be a girl you can be all of these things because they're not mutually
1: exclusive yeah this whole episode he's just like you can't be a warrior you're a girl and I'm like but like they can be and they are both so what's your problem man
0: you're a warrior, Sokka. Um, you can't be a warrior and be funny.
1: <laughs> and yet, here we are.
0: <laughs> the gang flies away on Appa, but Aang is not satisfied. He dives back into the waters below and finds Unagi. Riding it, he gets the water serpent to blast the village with its water breath and put out all the fires burning there. He hops back on Appa and tells Katara that he knows what he did was dangerous. This time, she agrees... But she hugs him.
1: I just want to point this out. You're not going to like that. I'm pointing this out. Okay. So in our this is a little peek behind the curtain. The um gang is misspelled with an extra A, but I like it. But I'm going to call Team Avatar the Gang from now on because it's a <laughs> gang of Ang's friends.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> That's actually intentional. I I don't know where I saw it. I don't. I don't even think it was spelled this way but i adopted okay. it to be like gang and ang smooshed together
1: yeah. Wait, was that not a typo no no, no that okay. was intentional okay i was like <laughs> i like that yeah that's what they can be referred to i
0: got sick of writing in the notes like ang katara sokka team avatar <laughs> works too yeah or the gang
1: yeah no like gang <laughs> that's what we're doing from now on i love it
0: cool
1: yeah all right pacha i got so obsessed with that word i <laughs> <laughs> I should probably comment on what the rest of the paragraph says i like that the um the anagi at the end of this all is seen as more of a protector than like a monster because we've seen it as a monster trying to eat ang like literally destroy ang but like that it gives it like a sense of purpose and also why it feels like the 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 villagers of Kyoshi are not too concerned with it.
0: Right, yeah. I feel like that's um, kind of buried there is this lesson of we don't have to be afraid of the monsters in our life. In some ways, we can use our monsters to grow stronger.
1: Ooh, I like that. The monsters to grow stronger.
0: Also, it shows that Aang is just uh, a very quick learn. (laughs) He rides that thing one more time and then can drive it to put out the fires with its water breath
1: yeah that was such a like a slick move too like he just does this and like it's it's very i know i know the writers wouldn't allow it but i was thinking like it's very convenient that appa didn't accidentally get swallowed by the unagi because like very easily could have happened but i think it's a lot of like the protector of the unagi and it's like oh no like i see that like, you know, my my village essentially is under attack. So, sure, I'll let this 12-year-old child jump on me and direct <laughs> me to help them.
0: I like that that personification of how, like, the Unaki's, like, allowing it to happen. Because he's like, oh, I didn't see that. Thanks, 12-year-old boy who's pulling <laughs> on my Fu Manchu mustache. <laughs> <laughs> so, with that, our episode comes to a close. We've learned new lessons. We've made new friends. And we're off to the next adventure.
1: And with that, brings us to what we learned. The moral, the moral of, of the episode. episode. What, what was your takeaway from this episode?
0: You know, we've already covered it, but I like the idea of having a really deep, meaningful moral of the episode for a filler episode. So I'm going to say sometimes you can use your monsters to make you stronger.
1: Ooh. I was just going to go vague with it. I was going to say, you know what? Sometimes there's sustenance in filler.
0: Do you feel sustained after that episode, Greg?
1: I feel, yes. I feel like I can like Sokka again (laughs) (laughs) and have it be okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I guess like a more, a more serious moral I think is, um, don't be afraid to venture out of your comfort zone. I think the majority of the characters were able to do that in this episode. Mm -hmm. Um, Suki was able to kind of step aside from traditions and let Sokka train with them. Sokka kind of took a took a backseat to himself getting in his own way and was able to learn not only new fighting techniques, but, you know, get a big learn out of a situation where like, hey, women are people, too. So that was really good. Um, <laughs> Always good. Ang learned that he immediately turns into a jerk if he gets any sort of like <laughs> notoriety. Also, he did learn that he can ride an Unagi. All right, let's go to the next part. MVP. Who is your MVP? I can tell you who's not my MVP in this episode.
0: Uh, Saka.
1: It's definitely not Saka. <laughs> I don't know who I guess mine would be the Unagi.
0: Oh, my gosh. Really?
1: I don't know. I mean, I, I didn't really like actually. No, 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 no. Mine is Suki. If I'm really like being honest with myself. Okay. Uh, um, I think she showed the most maturity. Uh, she definitely like helps protect her village from the fire nation as best as she could. There's nothing like I there's nothing I can say that like. Is negative about her.
0: Yeah, I would agree. I think my MVP is also Suki. I think she's the yeah. the best choice this episode, but really for all the, the reasons that we talked about throughout the episode, which is her, her strength, her resilience, her acceptance, compassion, uh, being able to thoughtfully part with tradition when it's for um, the greater good, all of those things. That was a really fun discussion, and we hope you enjoyed it too. It was. That's all the time we have today for this episode of Avatar the Podcast. Um, but please, join the discussion. Email us at avatarthepodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your MVPs or moral of the episode or anything you want to share with us.
1: Yeah, let us know.
0: Coming up, Canteen Avatar rock and roll?
1: And the humble beginnings of Cabbage Corp.
0: All this and more next time on Avatar, Avatar the Podcast. The Podcast. And remember, Team Avatar, if you're enjoying this show and want to support us, please consider giving us a star rating and subscribing to our podcast. Thanks, and see you next time.
1: Avatar, the podcast is a proud part of the Geek Generation Network. Check out all of our podcasts at thegeekgeneration.com.